Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. And we have our very best co-host here, <laughs> the best of the best, always. Oh, Kendra you. is back with us, Woo. you guys. We heard you. you. We heard that you liked the show, and we have Kendra on, so she's going to try to be on more often now. Yes, I will. I yes. promise. So let's just start out. What's new? What's new, Kendra? Oh, man. Not much is new. <laughs> Enjoying this lovely spring weather that Denver has finally... Don't like it too much because we'll I know. probably have snow in like May. That's what, at it's some my point. first year in Denver. I won't, I'm not even gonna lie. Like before I moved here, is after I got my job. Before I moved here, and my coworker Nick posted. It was like May. Yeah. And he posted on Instagram a picture of snow, and I was like, "Where am I going? Like, what did I just sign up for?" Yeah, it's but. it snows here randomly in like April or May, and you're always like, "What?" Like I yeah. thought it was summer. I was enjoying sixty degree weather Not for like okay. a week. Not okay. Yeah, Adam Mares yeah. is the groundhog for this. He, he <laughs> called it. So he said it was going to be sunny for forever, and then it like snowed that next weekend. It's funny. So, um, you were on the road with I the was. team. Yes, I was in Charlotte and Cleveland. I've never and been to either of those places. No like, disrespect, but <laughs> Charlotte was like. I've heard Charlotte's great. Yeah. I have a friend who lives in Charlotte, but she wasn't there, so I didn't really get to see too much of it. Yeah. But, like, whatever. Cleveland. Not much going on. I mean, on. I don't really need to go. Like, I will go back if, like, work sends me there, but I, again, no disrespect. The lake is really pretty. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not the destination. What lake is in Cleveland? Michi- they, lake the, Michigan? Lake Erie. Lake Erie? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you see Lake Erie from like Milwaukee or Chicago? I think so, too. Like better cities. There's a lot of lakes around <laughs> okay. that area. But no, Maybe it was, was good. on the Black Bachelor, too. They were in everyone's the reaction when he when when the voucher goes, we're going or no, when when Chris Harrison was like, we're going to Cleveland, all the girls' faces were just like, like what? Really? Like, yeah. yeah. And then they so tried to hype it up like when they went yeah. there. I was like, so why are you acting my like reaction to I was like, Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. But Are they arena school? So I was just telling you this before. I had quite the experience at the Cleveland's Arena, which is the Rocket... Because I always knew it oh, as Quicken Rocket. Loans yeah. Arena, and then they renamed it this past year. So first I of all, when they do I didn't even know the name because I was looking up Quicken Loans Arena and it just wasn't showing up. I'm like, what happened to it? Yeah, but they it just renamed it. And so first off, the t- everything looks the same. Like I know it's a big circle. Sure. In the tunnels and stuff. So, like, you'll get to where you need to go eventually. Eventually. But every corner of the... Like, all the little crevices and staircases, they all look the same. So, I just don't know where anything is going or anything like that. And so, they had us sit at the media, like, tables, which is kind of higher up there. Okay. And it's, like, a pretty far walk to get down to the media room. And then... So, it's really nice for the Cleveland writers because their coach... JB Bickerstaff, like their press conference room is right next to the media room. Okay. So it's perfect for them. But where the visiting coach speaks is by the visiting locker room, which is like on the other side of the oh arena. And there's two ways you can get there. One way you have to walk by the Cavs locker room and otherwise like the long route. So I like run downstairs to put my stuff in the media room because I didn't want to have my laptop, my chargers and all this stuff while right. I was talking Trying to, to like, the coach and the players and stuff. So I like run down there, drop my stuff off. And then I get a text from Nick O'Hare, who's the PR guy for the Nuggets, and he says, 
Malone started his post-game presser because that was, like, a bad loss for the team, too. Right. So he was pretty pissed. He just wanted to get over. I'm like, shit. Like, yeah. okay. So I take off running. But I can't go the short way by the Cavs locker room because they close it off for the oh. players. So I had to go in these. And I'm wearing these little heeled booties. And, like, everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm just <laughs> sprinting through this arena. Finally get there. I'm, like, panting. And I think Did Malone you hear is any like, of Malone? I heard at the end of one question, and then Mike Singer, who writes for the Denver Post, asked one question, then I asked him one question, and then it was done. <laughs> but I was, like, like sucking wind. I have I hate running. Like, I never run to work out. Yeah. That was the first time I've run in, like, forever. But it was fine. And then my drama does not stop there. Finish. I get the quotes. Go do my story. Malone's pissed. Malone's pissed. But he gave me a great quote. I was like, Yes. Players gave, like, good stuff, so yeah. considering they lost, like, sure, they yeah. gave pretty good stuff, went, wrote my story. Okay, great. Gonna go back to my hotel, because I have a flight in the morning, wanna right. get some sleep. But again, like, I have no idea how to get around this arena. And I go, it's a circle. Like, it's a cir- I know, but I couldn't remember <laughs> how I came in. I was like, where's the entrance that I came in through? Like, I have no idea. Sure, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just go through the main concourse. Like, right. I've done that at Pepsi Center before. Yeah. It worked. Like, oh, I can do it here. Like, right. Why wouldn't that work? So I go up to well, the... Where main... are the workers, too? They're like, all, like, gone. Like, every... How late were you there? I think it was only, like... <laughs> because I feel like midnight. at Pepsi, like, we can leave at, like, 1 a.m. And, and people are still, still there. people, like, there was, checking doors and stuff. No, there was, like, no one there. I think there was one person in the team store, but okay. I don't even know. So I, like, <laughs> go up to the main concourse and... So the way that their arena set up is that there's the main concourse and then there's these double doors right. that lead out to kind of like a foyer, like entrance. It's where you get where checked you through security. Okay. And, and I think during the games, those doors are kept open. But it's so it's it's so that when you walk in, you're not just thrown into the main concourse and uh-huh. everything. There's like a little buffer area. Okay. And so those doors open fine. So I go open the doors, I go down the stairs, and then there's two sets of double doors to get outside. So I go through the first set and they open fine. And then I get to the doors to actually oh, no. go outside and they won't open. Oh, gosh. I'm like, okay, well, I can't get out. I'll go back in. But those doors that were just in between. In so I was stuck in the foyer. And I'm like, is there nothing in the foyer? There's nothing in the foyer. There's like some weird sculptures and stuff in the foyer. And I'm just like. What is Cleveland doing? LeBron played there for Pete's sake. I know. Make a better arena. I'm just like, what is happening? There's, so there's someone in the team store. Okay. But she can't see me because her back is to me and there's like a glass wall. <laughs> Were you trying like, to get her attention? I was trying to get her attention, oh, but she gosh. wasn't seeing me. And so I finally called Mike Singer, who, as I mentioned before, writes for the Denver Post. And he's like, hey, what's up? Because he literally <laughs> saw me three minutes ago. I was like, are you still here? I'm locked in. Can you help me? <laughs> right. So he came and bailed me out. And then one of the Cleveland writers was like, oh, do you want me to show Should you how to get, get out? out? <laughs> That's yeah, funny. That's hilarious. And I made it. So but, Cleveland, not so high on your list I mean, as far as arenas go. It was an experience. Go. It was an experience for right. sure. <laughs> I was so excited because we're actually both going to cover the game in Oakland. Yes. Well, in San, San Francisco. Francisco now. Yes. Which well, kind of makes me sad, but excited yeah. because I yes. want to see the new, like... The campus. The campus. Called, they call it a campus there. New campus. Aren't there multiple campuses There's on the, the one campus? There's the visiting campus yeah. wow. and the so home fancy. campus. <laughs> wow. Right. Okay. The Warriors are fancy. They are. And they also <laughs> give beer to writers after, they, after the game. So they here's do. the thing. Coronavirus is ruining my life because now there's going to be no... I, I don't we, know that there's going to be a game. Like, t- like literally, lot, so what day is it? It's 
Tuesday, Monday night's game that the Nuggets just played against the Bucks, they might be their last home game for the season. Like, they're not home until next Sunday against the right. Clippers. Who knows what's going to happen in a week from now? Like, we might not be... I mean, people are talking, like, at least people in in our industry, both of us were talking about different conversations between our different Slack channels, but, like, people in, our, in my Slack were talking about how they fully believe this NBA season will be postponed. I And, like, that the playoffs, the surprised. finals will happen in, like, August. And I'm like, my life will be... Like, what are we going to do? What, what will I do for... Well, it's just so... I mean, I'll just cover s- baseball right. and then go back to basketball it's in the so middle of wild. it? Like, you see, because, like, Italy just canceled their huge their soccer, soccer league. league. Huge. Like, that was, like, their biggest soccer league that they canceled. And, uh, like, Philadelphia, just city officials in Philadelphia were saying... They were recommending that, like, right. people don't go to gatherings with over 5,000 people. Santa Clara... How would you even eyeball 5,000 yeah. people? Santa Clara literally banned gatherings with over 1,000 people. And then San Francisco, apparently, according to Twitter, I haven't like dug sure, too much right, into it, but yeah. Twitter, or according to Twitter, San Francisco officials, like, asked for no, like, for the Warriors, or I'm guessing probably, probably all their sports, all their sports team, teams... Right? Yeah, I'm guessing the Giants, too, and stuff like that. Like, don't... No games. Like, no games. And the Warriors said no. So, as of now, like, they're still I mean, playing. the Warriors really should probably just say yes to that, <laughs> to be honest. Like, yeah, they could just... They could use it. Yeah. I actually saw something else on Twitter that was like, the Warriors should want them to postpone it, because then if they postpone it right, to Steph August... Steph will be back. Steph will be back. Clay, Clay will, will be back. back. Draymond oh will be healthy. Kevon Looney will be healthy. They'll be, like, perfect. Yeah, exactly. If they postpone it, the Warriors might actually win right? the championship. But it's so that wild. just occurred to me. Yeah. That's crazy. It's so funny. But um, did you see that Stephen A. has the Nuggets in their top, his top five not. teams? I did not see that. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. They were fifth um, on his list. But I, I feel like I was really shocked by it more of when it came in the season because like they haven't been playing great lately right and like why now why yeah. are you saying that now? yeah especially because nationally the nuggets have just been getting shit on like terrible the even the nba tv broadcasters what, last night yeah like, all over my twitter was constant like oh they're just saying they suck every time they score a basket they're talking shit and um candace parker was on the broadcast which i, I was actually kind of shocked by because i didn't see her in the yeah. media room, and I would have loved to have met her, her but she was supposedly on the broadcast for the Nuggets last night and on NBA TV, and I guess somebody, like, called her out saying, oh, wow. like, she was just saying so much negative stuff, but then they called her a bitch, too, which I'm like, okay, as soon as you excessive. do that, it's, like, unnecessary, you right. know? Like, that's never going to get your point across. Like, right. if you think that her information isn't well done, like, being well right. said, or if, if she's, like... If you don't agree with her reporting, that's Right, then that's say something, like, but... person it is interesting though I just think that like and as you said yeah like recently the Nuggets haven't been playing well so that's interesting but Stephen A just always gonna do the opposite of what we think he's gonna do maybe it's just his dick or whatever fascinating person Well, first subject for our pod today, now that we've I know. talked already for 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> but the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was I want 
to mansplain to the audience. Yes. <laughs> this segment is called mansplaining. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to mansplain the Jamal Murray dunk oh, last night. If you haven't seen it. You have to you see have it. You have to see it. It was probably one of the greatest things I've seen in person. I didn't know he could person. do that. I oh, didn't no. know he could do that. People, um, I posted that, like, I thought that that was something we've never seen from Jamal before. And I had, yeah. like, one or two people push back and say, well, we've seen Sparks. Yeah, from the three-point line. Totally. From, like. Marie Fleury. Sure. Totally. But not that. He took, like, he took off. Like, that looked like, you know, like, one of the league's power forwards just right. like take it's like someone who's known for destroying much larger people. totally larger not your, body what six four guard like right oh jamal man, is not that tall and he's very them. like he's thin thin like was, obviously he's strong but he's not bulky or yeah. anything like i didn't know he had that in i him. didn't either i really man. didn't know oh man yeah what a dog <coughs> i have coronavirus so. <laughs> yeah she's been coughing so i'm coughing everywhere i yeah. can't go into the stadium ever i don't have it <laughs> we're self-quarantined in my apartment now <laughs> we're never leaving <laughs> right um the dunk was amazing yes i think the coolest part about it was watching because when you watch the replay you realize like he didn't have that much time to even gather that much right. momentum or energy right. i don't even know how he got up that high but he was Wild. just like jumping out of the gym, man. He was yeah. He exploded. He was, yeah. That and was that was crazy. like such a momentum shift in that game too. That just like, I mean, after that, that's when the Nuggets really started to like, yes. click on offense. And Jamal and himself was oh, like, he, he was like, like carried them. I'm gonna shoot this three. Like, I'm not even it, look. I'm not it. even square up. Whatever. Yeah. Like everything's dropping for yeah. me because I just did that. No, and it was like, amazing. It was it was definitely different. I actually think this is kind of. A crazy theory, but I think the ref calling it off mm-hmm. brought more energy, right, and like fierceness to their game. I think I, I would buy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole stadium was—I oh, never yeah. heard it was Pepsi so loud pop and off like that. I Especially because they'd been so quiet, like. All night, weirdly quiet. Weirdly quiet. Then it finally. I love what Malone said after the game. He was like, "That." What did he say? He was like, "That was the most impactful." Non basket, like non counted basket ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, I've never seen a basket not count that has had such an impact on the arena, on the game, on the momentum shift, on just like everything Everything. that was happening. It was crazy. It it really, like, I think I said, oh my God, for like five minutes straight after that. You, me, and Ryan's (laughs) face were all just looking at each other, like, what What just just happened? Like, I talked, I asked TJ Dozier about that after the game, and he's Mm -hmm. like, I blacked. Out. I don't remember it. I, like I, I just I don't remember what I did. It was just I was Seriously. freaking out. <laughs> it was a great. That was the crazy. Probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen in person. It was pretty like cool. it's gonna be on. I I've seen Madison Bumgarner hit a walk off right. grand slam against the Rockies. Yeah, I've seen that's a pitcher. Like who does right. that? And I've seen Nolan do a walk off home run for the cycle. Right. And Jamal's dunk is up there in my like top that's three things there. that I've seen in person. That oh, was a crazy that's a dunk. Good, that's like a good question to your top three. Oh yeah, what have you seen? I've seen Steph Curry hit a half court buzzer like uh, for it was the like win. A, for, no, it was at halftime. Okay, for halftime. So. If it was for the win, it would be even better. Yeah, but yeah. like because you see it on TV all the time, him yeah. just like chuck it up at half court. That was pretty cool. That's gotta be good. Yeah. I have a lot of, like, top memories, but I don't know if they're necessarily, like, super impressive. I saw – it was the 2000 
2014 World Series when Bumgarner, he had pitched the night before. Oh, my in, gosh. Uh, who did they play in the 2014? I can't remember who they played. But he pitched the night before away uh-huh. in game, like, five or Wasn't six or whatever. And then he pitched – he, like – Pitched again the next night in San Francisco, but he came in like he didn't. He wasn't the starting pitcher. He came in like right, in whatever right, inning, right. and I was there when he like walked out on the field, and everyone was just like freaking out because the the right. he shouldn't be pitching bull, back to back. Yeah, and the bullpen and and AT and T Park, Kansas City, and the bullpen and AT and T Park is pretty far away from yeah. the pitcher's mound. So like watching him like walk out there and stuff like that's that, incredible. Was pretty, Anything like Bum Gardner during the that World like, Series, series was. But it's 2004. I mean, geez. He's incredible. He's a really great pitcher. But we are covering basketball right now. Can I just make a quick tangent? Yeah. Because this is really funny to me. So I'm messaging. I'm multitasking right now. (laughs) But I'm messaging my editor because he's editing one of my pieces for me. Mm -hmm. It's dropping tomorrow. Check it out. Check it out. But I'll give you a little hint of one of the things that I talk about in this is, uh, like, um, I, I mentioned Will Barton's duffel bag that he always packs in. Yes. And it's a Louis Vuitton bag. Yes. And my editor just messaged me pictures ago and says, this is the Louis Vuitton bag that you're talking about. <laughs> so just knowing that my editor is looking at Louis Vuitton bags right, right now trying makes to me find kind the of right happy. <laughs> so anyway, let's continue. What other man do you know that carries a Louis also, Vuitton Also, the bag? one that he sent me was like a metallic like rainbow colors bag. It's not one oh, of the it's, nor- it's, is that the well, light like shining the, off? It's like yeah. the I think it's the oh, I don't even know yeah. what it is. But it's not one of your classic like LV ones or just a checker one. It's like fully metallic with some rainbow colors. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. <laughs> it's pretty flashy. It is. <laughs> but Will Barton, as you know, is flashy himself. So the definition of an offensive foul is an offensive foul that is a foul that is committed when a player pushes or runs over a defensive player. The ball is given to the team that the foul has was committed upon. Blocking is illegal personal contact resulting from a defender not establishing position in time to prevent an opponent's drive to the basket. So Malone uses his, um, what's it called? His replay or whatever? His challenge. His challenge yeah. to... to Challenge a different, challenge a different right. offensive call. Like right. um, I don't even remember which player it, it was. was. Like I think it was on Nikola Jokic, and I think Nikola. Oh, it was Jamal. Oh, was it Jamal? It was Jamal. I think it was. I don't know which Bucks player it was. Oh, Ilya Sova or something. But I somebody runs over Jamal, and he uses his challenge on that one. Which I thought I turned to you and I said I could see that being a foul. Right. And Ryan was like, No, I don't think so. Right. I thought. But Jamal didn't have his feet set. Right. And. He he did get Actually, some on the body. Yeah. So there was like a potential for a, right. a foul there, like blocking foul to be called. Doesn't use it on that foul mm-hmm. on, on the challenge of Jamal's dunk, which I just thought was preposterous because right. that was such a great dunk yeah. and it was he ruined said by not getting it called. After the game, Malone said that he didn't call it because like in the replay, some of his coach, assistant coaches says it looked like Jamal used his hand to kind of like levitate up and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I get that yeah but like in watching the replay i don't think it was i don't it wasn't like he put his hand because then i saw another dunk because so today is like 
I don't know what anniversary it is, but however many years ago, DeAndre Jordan had like this wild dunk where he just like destroyed someone. And he kind of did the same thing where it's not him pushing off of the guy, but but his arm is just kind of like on the forehead. forehead Just like, I don't know if that's like a natural like motion that. Right. He's not necessarily getting leverage off of him, but he's like moving him out of the way. Right. And I thought it should have been a, if a foul was called at all, I thought it should have been. We both agreed that it yeah. should have been defensive because right. who who was the dunk it was on DJ, again? DJ Mason. Yeah, yeah I or think Wilson? so. Wilson. I think it was Wilson, and he like, and Wilson's feet Weren't were set. like not set at all. He like he jumped still into him right as and he was coming up. Any other shot, I feel like it was literally any other shot. If you're jumping into the offensive player, you're right. going to get a, a foul called against right. you. Yeah, so. I mean, like, like, think about every James Harden shot ever. <laughs> James Harden, that's literally what I he know. capitalizes Ugh. on is jumping up into the defensive player. As so the defensive shooting, player gets, the, gets foul. the foul called on him. Yeah. I mean, it's it was kind of ridiculous. So it was. That's the definition of an offensive foul. I know most of Nuggets Nation agrees it shouldn't have been a foul. Yeah. It was, if anything, it should have been a foul on DJ Wilson or whatever his name was. Yeah. He, his, I mean, we'll officially read you his, like, um... <laughs> obituary yeah. or whatever. Oh my gosh. Because it was so funny because over. the same player, uh, it was like a couple minutes later and Jeremy Grant, he met, Jeremy Grant missed his dunk, but he like went up for a dunk and it would have been on the same player and he like ducked out of the way because I yeah. think he had PTSD and he's like, not again. Yeah. Like, yeah like, I, can't, no. I can't take this again. Um, who is the girl who played for Baylor? Brittany Griner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody was like, commented on my post of the picture um, on my Instagram and was like, he looks like Brittany Griner as he's falling. To, like, he just, like, lo- oh looks similar to her when he was falling. Because he funny. has, like, big braids yeah, that are, yeah, like, yeah. tied to the back or whatever. And I, like, looked at a picture of her and looked at him. And I was like, eh, it's funny. not that far off. <laughs> it's not that far off. It just was, like, the angle of his right. face. That's but so funny. We can't even remember this guy's name. because he's That's how, yeah. He's done. Jamal <laughs> ended his life. <laughs> Which I missed the beginning of Jamal's interview. But apparently <laughs> Vic Lombardi asked him. Yeah. He's like... He, what did he say? Oh my gosh, I don't have it on recording. If you're he like a like, Bucks murderer. Or yeah, something. he was like, so you committed murder tonight, huh? Or something <laughs> like he's like, have you ever been charged with murder or something like that? And I was just like, hilarious. Uh. <laughs> hilarious. I really do feel funny. like that was like a moment for Jamal. Yeah, like a change, a step, a huge step in his good. career. That's pretty crazy. I hope that it really it moves because I think that he's been moving in that direction and mm-hmm. people have been constantly talking about him. Even last year, Doris Burke did a whole piece on him about his, how like she thought he was the piece that they needed and he right. needed to break out last year. And I didn't think I didn't agree with her. I didn't, not that they didn't need it, but that I didn't think he was there yet. I, I agree. And I think, I think the nuggets like see that too, just like mm-hmm. in, a, in, in assessing the contract that he signed over the summer, I, I think that was kind of like a long-term – I mean, obviously, it's like a long-term investment. It's over four years. But what I mean is I think that they know, like, you're not at your – like, even close to your ceiling yet. Mm-hmm. But we know what you're capable when you get there, and we want you to be on our team when that when happens. That happens yeah. So will it be like, – hasn't it, he's taken steps this season. Will it happen yeah. next season? Who knows? I think it's going like, to happen in this offseason. Like, I mean, it could playoffs. happen. It could happen in the playoffs. It could be, like, more steps – next season and then because I think his contract kicks in next season or next season next season so like 
maybe we were just it's looking at the season. Them. Yeah, we were. Or like, and or maybe it's a season after, but whenever it is, they know like it's the nuggets happen. know it's going to happen, and yeah. they're like, we want to be a part of this when it does happen. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. We were just looking at contracts last night. We and were. Jamal's only making like four million dollars this yeah. year, which saying only at and then followed up by a million dollars well, it's seems so stupid. funny though because so stupid for well, me to it's say. so funny because like so growing so i'm from the bay area and so growing up i was always a warriors fan and i would always like not always but i'd look at their contracts and stuff and before a player like steph curry or clay thompson signed their next big one big one it was like how is steph curry making this much money right. like he's steph curry and he's like he's like an mvp and but he's i think making, that's how like, you know Right. That you've, you've done a good job with the signing, right? Totally. Is that the player isn't making as much as because they should be making. Right, but you knew you're smart enough to sign them to for a three-year, four-year exactly. deal. And then it's so funny because you'll be go from making like, I think he's making like 30, like something, something in the teens. You'll go from making 13 one year and next year you're getting paid like 40 or something. Yeah, like Jamal that. is going from four this year to 29, 29 million next, next yeah. year. And then 30 million the After following that. year. That's yeah. ridiculous. It's like, so funny. I kind of want to see, I want to cover the team for like one more year at least. Just to see. Just to see how he changes when yeah. like money hits him. Totally. Because I think he's pretty down to earth right now. And like, I don't know. He still drives like a, a pretty, like regular car. Yeah. Not, nothing special. Like some yeah. of these guys, you know, posting of like. Right. Even Monte drives like a really nice, I think it's a Porsche or some kind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Monte makes a way less money than Jamal is yeah. going to make right you know so yeah. like interesting it'll be it'll, it'll, it will be i wonder what car he gets yeah he'll probably get a car probably. and a house probably because he's going to be here for a while yeah might as well might as well yeah. well when we get back from our break we're going to talk about can players is there really a switch mm-hmm. and can players switch it switch flip that switch yeah and can teams flip that switch and what they really need to do to flip the switch <laughs> i can't say flip the switch <laughs> okay just talked about tequila yeah. and the bachelor <laughs> i was saying how i'm gonna make tacos for dinner and i have some tequila but i have nothing to mix drinks like mix and she said well you can just use lime yeah and i have that but i don't want to want to take tequila shots by myself while watching the bachelor <laughs> if you mix enough lime juice it's really right. not that different like right. two po- two thirds lime juice one, one third, third tequila tequila I this is what i drank while i was in spain okay because like I- you can't find tequila in Spain. You right. got to import it. Yeah. And so whenever I would have somebody bring me some when I was out there, I would like always take like two or three shots before going anywhere because I knew whenever That's I got not, to that place, I'm not going to get more tequila Fair there. Enough. So 
That was how, so how I, I hated, hated you. you. So <laughs> anyway. do you really believe in the NBA, they talk about all the time how like different teams flip the switch for the playoffs, right? Right. And what, do you believe that there's a switch to be flipped is that a real thing, or is it just this theory that, like, all-stars and, I and think great it's a players theory. use? I don't think... I think... I think that there can be... And, like, some... I think some players kind of touched on it, even though I don't know if I interpreted it the same way I'm saying it right now. So I'm just going to say what I think. I think there can be a flip switch with, like, the effort that you give, like, mm-hmm. where you cannot really be carrying it all, mm-hmm. and then I need to turn it... Like, I need to really, like, play Fair hard yeah. and try... But I don't think that that means, like, even though you're trying harder, I don't think that that means that you're going to, like, necessarily just play yeah. off the walls, off the chart, and, like, yeah. do amazing. And I was talking about this last night with someone, and I was kind of saying, look, like, if you're playing half-assed for however long you're playing half-assed, and then all of a sudden you're giving – so, like, you're playing 70%, and right. then all of a sudden you're playing 100 well, those teams that were playing 100 the entire time are now playing 150, like 150%. Sure. So it's like you still might not be as good as the players that have been giving it their all and now are taking that yeah. to an, like the next level versus you giving only a portion and now you're like, okay, well, now I'll give it my all. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know. I, like I said, I think there's you can flip the switch in, in the effort that you give in a game. Right. But I don't – you can flip the switch of being – playing just poorly in general. Sure. And then – playing really really well. right because like there's not a flip to switch did i yeah. say it right yeah, yeah, yeah. flip to switch it sounds flip. weird a switch to, to flip a switch to flip yeah yes yeah, i said it <laughs> wrong i did say it wrong um there's not really one in the sense of like oh i want to make three pointers now flip the switch exactly no, i'm not going to just hit three pointers because i decide to hit them you know right I, yeah like, I don't, it's like if that were the case gary Harris would have done that and like yeah ago. and that's the other thing i also think that like it becomes like habits, tendencies become can become permanent or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like if you're not tendencies can become habits. Yeah, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. It's like okay, if you do this long enough, it's gonna become. It's going to hinder your ability right. to actually like. Fully yeah, they have like a whole theory on this, like for working out. Right. Like if you right. get up every morning at 7 a.m. after like two after it like takes a month to build that habit where right. it like feels normal but yeah. if you break it for like it takes like three days or something exactly. to like break, to like the, break habit. the habit exactly that's crazy to think yeah. about and if you think about it these guys are doing the exact same thing right like if you're going out there and only giving 50 percent every game you could build that habit of like I don't even know how to give a hundred percent like where did what is a hundred percent right me, you know yeah and there is a question of like I mean as it pertains to the nuggets of like, okay, has their recent struggles, is it really just an effort thing? Mm-hmm. Like, I like, I genuinely, like, I don't know. I don't believe that it's just an effort thing. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's part of it. Like, I do think that this season, and like, I think guys have like even admitted it, that especially against some of those sub-500 teams, teams with worse records, that mm-hmm. yeah, they kind of have overlooked them and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But... In my mind, like, if I was a professional basketball player and I look at the recent schedule or, like, what have happened in the recent games of, like, they lost to the Warriors. They lost to the worst team in the mm-hmm. NBA. If I was a player, I'd be like, screw that. Like, I'm going to go right. out there. We're going to, like, we have two extremely winnable games coming up after that Golden State games. They played Charlotte and they played Cleveland. Totally winnable games. Totally winnable. I would say let's get those two games because then they have the Bucks. 
okay, mm-hmm. we don't know. I mean, Giannis ended up not playing, but they didn't right. know that at the time. It's like, okay, Could that's going to be a harder game. Like, we, let's get back on track with these two winnable games. They barely won against Charlotte, and they lost against Cleveland. Sure. And it's like, was that an effort? Was like, right. Or was that just the fact of, like, they're struggling right now for whatever reason? Like, And that's part of the game yeah. too that people go through struggles and, and i'm stuff. sure malone is trying to figure this out on you know yeah. himself like is this an is this a struggle like an effort thing or is this my team just we right. are missing or is this like almost shining light on some of our flaws as a team totally and his own flaws as a coach, as a coach right? right i i like cannot i could not believe if malone was the t- he does not seem the type like the type of coach he would let his guys get away with playing no half-assed for so long Sure. Like, and that's another I, reason why I'm like... I don't know, though, because, like, I, I was looking back. I asked Matt Moore of mm-hmm. at the Action Network what he thought, and he was like, "What you have to know how to find the switch. Mm-hmm. Until you experience that switch and how to flip it, then you don't really know where it is, right? right? So, like, totally. uh, my analogy was, like, okay, if you go into a room you've never been in, and it's all dark. You don't know where, like, where is the light switch, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Literal switch. Um, yeah. But if you've been in that room before, no matter how dark it is, you know no. how where to find the switch. Right. And I think that's what this team is lacking is that they've only found the switch once. They've only been to the playoffs really once. Right. And they've only had to really move up their momentum and their effort uh, one time. Right. And I do think it's effort. I, do, I really do think mm-hmm. that it's a matter of, like, you get up for some people. Yeah. You, you get up for – you should get up for the Clippers, right? right? And the Clippers got up for the Nuggets that game, and yeah. they caught them off guard. And last season, the Warriors came into town, mm-hmm. and it was like the Nuggets were number one and the Warriors were number two at the time, and whoever mm-hmm. won that game was going to take the number one spot. Right. And it was pretty early in the season, so we were kind of like, does it – you know, yeah. it's not really that big of a deal. Right. It was like midway or a little bit before the midway mark. And Kevin Durant after the game was like, Oh, they know who we are. Yeah. They should have known who we were before we got here. And yeah. they like he was like, we should like saying, like, we showed up for this game to make sure they knew exactly who they right. would be seeing in the right. playoffs. Totally. And the Nuggets didn't because they are thinking like it's regular season and it, you know, I think like any NBA team, right? Like yeah. the and Golden then, State Warriors. The, yeah. Like G League Golden State Warriors yeah. beat the Nuggets, and I've seen yeah. the Nuggets go out and beat like really great teams. Yeah. And I, another whole conversation that at least is happening within like the Denver media group right now, and like Matt Moore has been like this has been his like big push, big push right now. It's sure. like more, how how much do players, people in general, really care about early March basketball? Yeah. And like I, I kind of agree with that for the most part, yeah. but I think like again I'm nowhere near basketball like close to being a basketball player but like just with how tight the race in the west is right now like i should they should care a little bit more just to get that seating right because especially with that game against the clippers coming up like you know they're in that kind of one two spot but everything's so close that if you know they don't put in if it is an effort thing if they don't put in more effort against these teams that they can get easy wins against then you know, they'll fall to the floor. They'll fall, like, the Rockets yeah. are, like, right. And, like, yes, the Rockets are struggling, too, right now, which is sure. another, like, the Clippers were struggling, too. Everyone's kind right. of going Everyone through, like, a lull right now. times, which but you don't want to be like, struggling right now, really. Right. Like, I, I understand that it, like, you know, it is early March basketball. There's, there's 18 games left before the playoffs. Usually it wouldn't matter that much. But with, like, I just feel like 
things could happen so quickly right now in the West with just how close it is. And if you yeah. do want to have that home court, like they'll probably will have home court advantage because I don't see them falling below the four seed. Yeah. Like that would be wild if they did. Yeah. Even but, the five seed. Like, right. But like if they want that, you know, top three, top two seeding, mm-hmm. like, you know. They have to come they out. They have to come out. And there. like why not just try and win the games that you know you can win. Right. But I don't know. That's just like no, that's my mindset. No, it makes complete sense. It makes total sense. But it's just not how that team thinks. But they don't <laughs> think that way. It's no, like they so love being the underdog. Even, even Mason, who like not yeah. the best player on the Nuggets, right? Yeah. Like, not Jamal Murray, who can right. have, like, a big head. He just yeah. killed a man last right. week. Like, <laughs> he can have a big head about himself if he wanted to. But right. Mason's, like, yeah, pretty, you're like, a pretty average yeah. NBA player. And right. he still knows. Like, he, I think he said it a couple weeks ago. He was like, I mean, it's the NBA. Any yeah. team could win yeah. on any given night. Yeah. And it's like, it is the NBA. This is the top 1%, 2% of the best players in the whole world. Yeah. So, yeah, could any of them go one-on-one against each other and probably, you know, could Mason beat Jamal one-on-one? Right. I <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. He's in the NBA, too. They're both in the NBA. That was a bad example. That'd be sick. But see. my point being, point like, though. okay, Jamal and Kyrie could go right. up one-on-one, and you, you know, like, best two out of three, they could split, you know, right. or, totally. or something like that. So... I do think that it's like a matter of them realizing when they have to change to like that next effort. Right. But I don't know that they know like right. what How it feels like it. to give a hundred percent. Yeah. And like, I think that they need more. It's almost like good that they go through these struggles with teams like the Clippers or yeah. even losing like the Cavs game was the Cavs put up a pretty good effort. Oh yeah. I mean, Caleb was oh my gosh, they some hit some like good shots. Serious at the shots. End there. Oh yeah. And so like, I think it's good for them to have these kind of battles sometimes where they're like, yeah. so that they can experience like, this is what a hundred percent of me is. Like I'm Jamal a hundred percent last night was that dunk right there. Right. That was like, right. that's everything that he's ever given. Yeah. Where and like he could, I, I hope that he can reflect and say like, dang, that felt different than what right. my effort versus right. the Clippers felt like or whatever. Totally. I don't even remember how he played in that game specifically, I but I don't, I do think there is a, I mean, cause you see LeBron. Right. I think there has to be a switch. LeBron in the he LeBron can have some crappy like games. elevates himself. Yeah, he like literally he like it's like cuz like yeah, it's like that saying like playoff LeBron. Right. Totally. And I agree. And playoff I think Kawhi. Right, exactly. Like they just take it to that next level. And I think like yeah, the Nuggets are still relatively inexperienced. They're still really young and I think that and I like they just need to learn more and I think that right. Like, they don't know where the switch is. Yeah. They're still trying to find it. And, yeah. and Which is okay. Rubari said that last night yeah. to us, too. He, he And he talked about effort being a big part of it. And he actually said different than what I'm saying. Right. Like, he said, like, give effort 100% of the time. Yeah. And I think great teams realize you don't have to give 100% effort mm-hmm. 100% of the time. Yeah. There are games where you can slack and you can still get a win. Right. My thought process on it was, like, Okay, if they're not going to give 100% in a game against Charlotte, in a game against Cleveland, why not put in some of those bench guys who, like, right. are dying to see yeah. that they, like, can make it? Because they're going to give 100%. Right. And that's sometimes why you see, like, the Golden State Warriors, that game that they lost last week to them was, like, those guys were giving 100% because they were, like, they're, they're G League team. <laughs> right. I need a spot on this roster. I, I'm playing for my, like, my roster career, spot, yeah. yeah, my career. So yeah. that's why they were maybe outplaying the Nuggets in that game. Totally. It's it's actually really interesting to think, like, 
this team could, I, I think that any team could fi- find the switch, but you have to find it. Yeah. And then maybe it's more about finding it. And I don't know if Malone, I don't know, like, I like Malone a lot, and I like the way that he coaches, the way he coaches is a lot like my grandfather, mm-hmm. the way my grandfather coached me. But I don't know that he knows where the switch is yeah. to, like, turn these guys on. Yeah. I think, because I think the switch is different with every player. Every player and every team. So, mm-hmm. like, maybe when he was an assistant coach with the Warriors, he found their their switch with that Warriors group. And right. then when he was an assistant coach in Cleveland, I mean, like, they had LeBron. So, like, right. okay, you found your switch with that. But, like, then, like, with this group, I mean, you don't, like, he even said, like, you don't have LeBron. Right. No, many, like, few teams, there's only one team that has LeBron right now. Yeah. And so it's, like, with every team with the different groups of people that you have and the different experience levels and the different, like, their different like ticks like what gets them going yep it's different for each player and each guy so it might like you said it's be different. something that he's still figuring out is like okay what for this group of guys that i have right now what is their like yeah switch? What's, the what's their tick what's gonna get them to that to right to and i think he to... i think he sees it i feel like he connects well with jamal mm-hmm. he seems like him and jamal like on no the on the same page right. the same wavelength for sure but i don't know I don't know that anyone can figure out Nicola's switch. I think Nicola just decides. Like, I'm I mean, ready I think to we play. Saw, yeah, we saw that early in the season when people are like, "Oh, he's playing so badly." It's like, yeah, I and I think for him it was kind of it was kind of an effort thing. Like, he didn't look 100 percent in it. And then there was a certain point of a game. I think in his head he was like, "Screw it, we need to win this." Right. Like, right. <laughs> Even last night's game, like, I don't know how did he look on the road. Was he uh, was um, he also kind of apathetic? A little bit. It just wasn't like he didn't have like a huge you know standout right. moments and stuff like that but you know it wasn't anything like spectacular but it also wasn't wasn't bad it wasn't like yeah. oh Jamal, my gosh Nicola's worst day is not exactly right like he can score f- 15 points and people right. are gonna be like gosh what's wrong with that well even last night what did he he, he scored only had like 10 four. did he have 10 I at the end of the 10 game 10 at the end of the game but he had like he didn't four at four the, in the end of like the third of the, quarter yeah, yeah. It was a long time. I think he, he hit scored. some, like he hit a couple threes near the end. I think and it must have been fourth quarter because he only had two yeah. all the way through the third. Yeah, and then midway through the fourth, he must. It was I when he. he I know he hit that big three. Yeah, which was important, but definitely like I'm not. I, I and I I hope that Nicola finds rest in the next eighteen games right. because we do like the Nuggets yeah. don't as a team flip the switch. Without him. Without him. Totally. Like, they just can't. I mean, Even I think Jamal. that's an important thing to note, too, though, is that they have, like, especially last night, like, they weren't playing through Nicola Mm-mm. as much. And, like, even Will Barton talked about how he thought that was kind of weird. Super insightful. Super insightful. He was like, yeah, I pulled him aside and was like, what What are we doing? Like, And I think that's a key for flipping their switches. They're not playing through the guy that they, they, they need, need to, to play be playing them. through. Mm-hmm. And I think that can... And, like, who knows why that's not happening. I don't know why that's not well, happening. Well, and I think last night specifically it was... The way well, they, they were, were guarding, they're, yeah, they were guarding him kind of weird and stuff like that. So I think, but I do think that that is a key to them if they want to like flip this switch, right? It, okay, like how it shouldn't matter how they're guarding. How we need to, yeah, like we need to figure out how we can get Nikola Jokic back to being the center of our offense because right. it does everything does evolve around him, right? And like it, like Overall. Malone said too, like it was good that we had other guys going, that Paul right. got us going, then Jeremy right. carried us through the middle quarters, and then Jamal totally. lit up. Yeah. Because Nicola wasn't, yeah. but like if Nicola is in that instance, then you're up by 
15 right. instead of like a six point difference yeah. but running through that whole game yep. so yep. definitely yep. important this is like the first time i've had a, like really deep dove yeah. into the concept of like is Me there too. really a switch Me to too. flip for playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of really interesting like talking it out with you. Yeah. It helped me like really actually understand <laughs> it better. <laughs> that's how girls process, okay? Yeah. And this is the chicken nuggets, so that's what we do here. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for being on uh, another episode and we'll be back with more episodes next week. Thanks guys.